What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cloth Talk Podcast. We have a very special episode for y'all today. We have the lovely ladies of Aurora Tights. Clap it up for Aurora Tights. How you ladies doing today? How you ladies doing? Great. Alive. (laughs) Grand rising. So uh, why, don't, why don't we start with introductions? Everybody introduce themselves and you guys give us a little backstory on how you guys met and how you guys know each other. What the first morning? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Imani Rickerby. I'm one of the co-founders and COO of Aurora Tights. Hi, my name is Jasmine. I'm one of the co-founders and CFO of Aurora Tights. And my name is Sydney, and I'm one of the co-founders and the CFO of Aurora Tights. We have to plug Jalen. Oh, and my Oh, that's literal diaper. Talking about me? Yes, you. Oh yeah! Shout out. That's my cousin over there. (laughs) Doing doing big things. Family ties. Family ties. Love to see it. Yeah. So how how did you guys meet? How how did this? How did this group come to be? Still in my thunder. I was about to ask that. Great question. (laughs) Well, well, Imani and I met because we were one of few, two of few black ice skaters for the University of Maryland. We had an ice skating team. No one knows about it. Um, that was freshman year. <laughs> and then we were all interests for Delta together. And then, of course, Lion Sisters afterwards. Okay, yes. okay. The bond is real. The bond is real. <laughs> it's so funny. That was a stage of our relationship and being interested. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all yeah. in the halls, like, yeah. Hey, I know you. I know you. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we ended up not only line sisters, uh, roommates. We've all been roommates with each other. Um, Jazz and I also ended up co-coaching um, a synchronized ice skating team in Bowie, Maryland, and um, that's really where the idea of Roar Tights got started. Um, when I grew up ice skating, I was not allowed to wear apparel that matched my skin tone. Um, and Jazz and I, we had this group of like, what, 15 girls. And it was so mm-hmm. diverse. It was beautiful. But they were still wearing tights that were meant for fair skin complexions or white people. Um, so we decided to be the change, you know, and, and create apparel that's made for all shades all sizes and of course we had to grab sydney to um start this chaos (laughs) (laughs) um because sydney has a very similar story as we do but in the dance space yeah no same to mommy um as jayla knows having got that you keep this on my competitions i feel um Mm -hmm. wore the wrong shade of tights as well it wasn't necessarily encouraged to Really, until college, and even then, trying to find tights in the right skin color was um, not easy to find and, and very hard to get. Um, and so I know, like, we had all worked with each other, you know, just in chapter time, which was really wild, too, you know, just seeing each other's work styles. Body was our lovely president. I won't tell you what we called her. Jazz <laughs> 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 um, was really in charge of, in charge of, but she was pretty much in charge of programming for our chapter. And I did a lot of the marketing side. So 
we all knew each other's worst styles. Andy and Jeff, we just worked with each other too much. Yeah, it was a lot of overlap. <laughs> Where were we? MPHC. MPHC. Like, so I like re- I like bury those memories. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to that point too, it's like my story is a little bit different. Like it's aligned a little bit different. So like. I was ice skater, but I was encouraged to dye my own tights, which is just another financial barrier. Like you have to buy dye, you have to like find time to do that before competitions versus everyone else is just buying it in store. And a lot of times it's experimental. Like sometimes my shit would come out green, you know, like sometimes it wouldn't come out the right color. Right. Like this is what you feel like you have to do to skate. So we're like, you know, this is a problem. Let's fix it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, from the outside looking in, I never would have thought that that was like an issue. Like, I just assumed like, oh, like everybody wears white tights and in, in figure skating and dancing. But it's good that you guys were able to like see that problem. Um, so how, how did how did you guys first start the idea? Like, hey, we all have this issue. Now let's make a company. Let's 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 figure out a solution and give it to the world. Like, how did how did that start? Because that's that's a big step, you know? Monty and I were already working together, uh, pretty much. Monty ran a team, and I was just um, a camp counselor. You're all the play games, but um, we were that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. But no, like, we were living together, and we were already always at the ice rink. You know, like going to competitions, just always there. And then like Sydney, like at, at first. Monty and Sid lived together later, but like pretty much Sydney lived with us. <laughs> and I feel like we just like went downstairs one day and we're like, let's do this. Yeah. And then like brought Sid in for her market. We first were going to contract with Sid. We're like, hey, we have a whole scheme for her to <laughs> <laughs> We need We need our services. Like a similar story, you know. And I think that was even, that was when <laughs> still throwing around names too. So. One of my favorite possible names for Aurora was Ebony for the gold. <laughs> Shout out, Monty. With fire. What about it? No, I was just going to talk about like the actual product, like <laughs> mm. how we started off with like what Jazz used to do was dye our product, so we would go on Alibaba or AliExpress at the time, order a couple pairs of tights from who knows where. Um, And then we had this like diary. I think it was like Jazz's old diary. And we bought like a shit ton of let that huh? go. We, we still have the original recipe. She said, I refuse to put it on the computer. Yeah, yeah it was really good. weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so we lived together. <laughs> we lived together my, in Largo. Like, <laughs> just get the setting. Like, right outside of the Phoenix Field, by the way. Right outside. <laughs> giving, like, very much bare bone trap house. But <laughs> just that's, where, that's where everything started. It started in the basement. So it started in the <laughs> Just get it up. Get it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that's how we first started was like dying a bunch of tights. And like of course you can imagine not only it was messy, we didn't know what we were doing, but like I mean the shades usually came out pretty nice, but like we would never be able to duplicate it again because there were so many variables, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah, that was our makeshift product. And then Quickly, uh, not actually quickly, that's a lie. We were able to find a manufacturer, um, our first manufacturer, um, to actually get our tights professionally sewn, 
um, actually create shades that we believe um, match human complexions. Um, and that's how we started with our first five shades. Three, actually. That's awesome. First, first oh, shades. yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Wow, we've awesome. grown so much. We're at seven. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. I feel like that's a recurrent theme on here, though. Like, we've had a lot of entrepreneurs on as guests, and I feel like that's where it all starts. Like I was saying, it all starts with an idea, mm-hmm. and the fact that you guys just took that idea and were like, all right, this is what we're about to do. And then you just start. I think that's the key in our theme. Just start. Whatever your ideas are, start them. Mm-hmm. Be in the trap or whatever. <laughs> the trap, the garage, the basement. Do it yourself, but that's the that's the most important part. Just start. Whoever's out there listening, you want to yeah. be an entrepreneur. And I want to say something to that because I feel like a lot of times people think you need all these skills ahead of time. We were all three separate majors, you know, like we were not business majors, and it was just kind of jumping in. And you'd be surprised how much you can just learn along the way, you know. And I mm-hmm. feel like that creates that mindset that like almost anything we're thrown into now, I feel like. We feel prepared, whether that's in entrepreneurship, in life. Like, we just have, like, a method of how we're going to figure it out now. So. Yeah. What um On that journey, what were some of, like, the major roadblocks that you guys, like, ran into? Because I'm sure there was a lot, especially, like, learning along the way. I feel like we should all three think of different things. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the first roadblocks, and it wasn't truly – a roadblock because of the Dingman Center, but one of the first ones was funding, you mm-hmm. know, and and we all had dedicated like, oh, we're all gonna put like one K into the business first. Um, <laughs> I don't think we ever did we that. Thought that was, yeah. <laughs> no, we did do that. We did yeah, do we, it, but we thought that was so much. I don't know, <laughs> that's yeah. hard. <laughs> a lot of we thought that was like bad. Like we really put up a lot. <laughs> and um, shout out to the Dingman Center at the University of Maryland uh, of entrepreneurship. I should, I had already been working with mm-hmm. them um, on a, a previous company, Apology. And um, you always, when, you, when you're talking with the center, you get started at Dingman Fridays. And so Jazz actually started going to Dingman Fridays for Aurora. And we both were in the same class um, mm-hmm. for uh, Aurora, then by also my other um, business at the time too, called Hatch. And that was the first time we were able to get funding, right? Yeah. Let's do that class. We had a pitch. Sydney Lou was a double operative because she wasn't technically allowed to be for two startups, but clearly she was a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That so was our first sides. pitch. I mean, pretty much. We won like, what, 1,200? Yeah. 12, Jazz pitch? Yeah. yeah. And that was the nice. first. And the thing is, honestly, too, we requested less money. Like they said, we could yeah. request up to fifteen hundred, and we requested something like very specific and like conservative. And that was the first lesson. They're like, always request max, and you know, <laughs> like, you know, get what you can get. And so it was like, okay, I feel like we try to take that and run with it mm-hmm. ever since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then from there, the Dingman Center has helped us in various ways, like through accelerators. Mm-hmm through brands and especially through the pitch statement competition, we've got like, correct me if I'm wrong, like 21,000 almost dollars. Is that right? I thought you meant for pitch statement. No, but... no, that's not <laughs> <laughs> But no, honestly, somewhere around there, if not, maybe a little more. Too much to count. Like that is us. Like we were fused about their house, but we love them. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. 
was to say that funding, you don't have to, for entrepreneurs out there, you don't have to think that you have to self-fund every venture, like working with programs in the area, grants in the area. Even if you're on, if you're a student on campus, you most likely have an entrepreneurship center, some sort of funding center for your idea, like literally an idea before you even are revenue generated. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what were y'all roadblocks? You weren't there. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, huh? She asked she asking us questions. I was like, wow, flipping it. Call me off guard. Roadblocks to roadblocks to podcasting and entrepreneurship. Sure, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's the it's the same for us. Um I think it's just a matter of just getting started. Like for for years, we had conversations about you know podcast having a podcast or whatever because we felt like people should hear the conversations that we have. But that was that's all we did was talk about it until there was a point in time we were like, all right, just you know, we about to buy some microphones. We about to buy some microphones yeah. and webcams <laughs> like tomorrow and just start recording. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. That's that's what I, I, I think. That's uh, um. Why why does this always happen? I always be like losing my train of thought and shit. I think no, I, I, I you're getting emotional. Like you was crying. No, I was just I was. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, but I defer to memo. Yeah, it's that it's that that B twelve vitamin. Need that that focus. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I think I think one of the I think the mental roadblock was definitely big in the beginning. Um, just executing on the ideas because we ide- ideated for a while, um, coming up with the name. What are we going to talk about? We actually planned out a lot of it, um, but at a certain point, it's like okay, you got to like jump over the river now. You got to jump. So um, taking that step was cool. Recording that first video was like nerve wracking. Like being in front of a camera is something we've never really done before. And we're like, damn, everybody in the world is going to be able to hear this potentially. So it's like, yeah. once you kind of, <laughs> yeah, once, once you kind of get over that and you realize um, it's not that big a deal, we, we started getting on a roll. I think the second biggest roadblock for us was um, kind of figuring out like our topics in our niche, but also getting the technology to do what we do. Cause we're, we're remote right now. We live in different cities. So, before the pandemic, there was not really a lot of good options for recording a remote podcast. Like it was kind of, it was kind of bad. And the first couple instances where we did remote, we did, we used like Zoom and like other things and the videos came out terrible, like to the yeah. point where we, we didn't put out like two, three episodes that we recorded because it just came out so bad after editing. So yeah, I, I would say those are the, the biggest couple roadblocks we had initially. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You've always wanted to do a podcast, but we're gonna have to come to you. To <laughs> yeah, man, we we got the tools. Whatever, whatever you guys need, just 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 let us know. We'll we'll help you guys. Get the get the Aurora Tice podcast up and running. <laughs> we need that. Yeah, J- Jasmine and Imani. I don't I don't know if you guys had uh, any other roadblocks you wanted to mention, like just on the Aurora Tice journey in the beginning, besides funding. Okay. Yeah. Can't go back to that. Imani, want to go first? No, you can go first. <laughs> okay, so this one's contentious because we might not all agree on this, but <laughs> live update coming to you is our children's tights, bro. Okay, so oh, yeah. we thought like 
clearly we this is for the youth. We're like, we want to start them off young so they can grow up with tights, right? In their shape. But like we kind of went off of like antidotes, like people like, hey, I have a daughter, hey, I have a you know, a son, potentially. That nobody tells tights. I want to switch to another story, but um, <laughs> but but basically though, like we just went for it. It was expensive. Like, you know, like we bought all this product. It was like here, ready for market, and it's like it was a slow burn, you know? We're probably still really? burning with children, but it was like, <laughs> we are, sure. it was just like, why did we just jump in? That's a multi-year burn. <laughs> why did we jump in head first? Like, just so strong. It's so hard. It's not wrong, but like, it's just like learning, like, before buying product, before investing this, you know, like, understand what the customers want. I feel like after that, we've always tried to, and like, we're always refining that process, but like, making sure we're not making products just for two people or whatever it means. So. Yeah. So I, I guess what was the, what was the key issue there? Like they just, there wasn't a market for children's tights and in, in no. your skin complexion or. No, too early. It, I think it's honestly should be more data driven, you know, like, cause if it is a, a specific niche, maybe it's like people buy differently for children. Like they buy it from, you know, school, they buy it from, you know, where they actually practice in their rank, whatever it is, but it's like probably a different way of method. Um, mm-hmm. And she's been very strategic about it. Like just, being more data-driven decisions, I'd say. And even, okay. like, just starting with, we, we initially had the idea of, like, let's just start with three shades, but even though you're starting with three shades, we have such a product that you need all three shades and a certain amount of skews to, to comedy sizing. So, like, with children types, that's just adding on how many more sizes? Three more sizes? So three more sizes, yeah. That means, like, a bunch more school skews. I can't do math. Um, and it's just, like, I, maybe you know, just first starting with the very minimum that we needed. I think every single time we tried to move into something, well, actually, no, it's not every single time, because we kind of went for it with apparel, too. But well, that was different. <laughs> it was, that was yeah, different. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I guess another roadblock was the pandemic, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, when did we, it was like, so mm-hmm. the pandemic hit, what, March 2020? We honestly started getting, like, actual sales the November before, and then pandemic hit. It's like, haha, like jokes at us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, ice skating rinks are closed, dance schools closed. So it's like, what do we do? Um, and that's how we got the idea of like creating apparel for our customers who are now at home. So we entered that leisure space. Um, and that's where we have like these cool, these cool little tops and stuff. Um, still, still selling on our website, but um, it actually was super cool. Um, we were doing at that time fulfillment. Like I was doing fulfillment. Skip the part before what? drop shipping. Oh, oh no, that was a that was a nightmare. <laughs> we did drop tripping for a hot sec, and that was so. It was. I mean, honestly, I I would I still have to blame the the pandemic. Yeah. So like, yeah. Yeah. drop tripping basically like we're using an actual like wholesaler across seas. Um, so like you would order I don't know some like a shirt from us or um elastic bands you know for working out and you would maybe got it got it in like three months like mm-hmm. it was mad chill <laughs> um, then we entered our leisure space it was mad chill. it was like you know you just and like luckily at the time like 
we could have blamed the pandemic, but still it was an awful model. Then when we entered our athleisure, we actually like brought inventory in-house. And I think it was kind of cool because it gave the opportunity for like our friends and families that are not ice skating and dancing to actually contribute to our business. So that was awesome. But there was a lot of lessons learned with that. Like I never want to be a fulfiller. Like I am like USPS. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I actually own USPS. Like I know everything. <laughs> it's um, you gotta give money. Pause. Like fulfilling. It's it. It sounds like a nightmare. For um, packing our old tights <laughs> yeah. too, because they oh my had god, the come pack package. So. <laughs> That's a roadblock because we try to be cheap. You're like, oh, we're sorry, y'all entrepreneurs. We're not gonna let the we're not gonna pay for the package it. But I tell you, like, it's just how many types? I'm gonna maybe exaggerate thousands though. I feel like it was thousands of types. And no, like, no, it was hundred percent. Like, <laughs> house and I like literally package it as a haze. And I think one time me and Cindy were just trying to count an order. We got it wrong every, every single time. time. I think we counted <laughs> three different times. In three different ways. ways. And it's just like, it's not our strong suit. So, <laughs> so we got to find something else. It's not going to work. Yeah. yeah. Also, the uh, pandemic brought, like, both two of our manuf- our original manufacturer went out of business yeah. a week before we were supposed to get our order. That was, I think, wow. around, like, almost $10,000, like, something crazy. Oh, and wow. I just got a call from Shorty being like, yeah, sorry, we can't give it to you. Um, but that was a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. It was, but to that point, to talk about how long it takes for tights to be made, why like a week before is like <laughs> rude. Like, yeah, just, like, in advance, like they had notified all their other customers, but us. That that's insane. And Maddie had been on their line. Remember that? Like you were calling them every day. Oh no, they're like, damn near my boyfriend at the point. <laughs> That's intense, y'all. Y'all been through the ringer. That's, that's a lot. Like, that's a damn. lot of random issues popping up. So one one thing we wanted to get into too is just like entrepreneurship in general. Um, I feel like in the minority community, especially, it's not really something that's talked about when we're growing up. Um, how did you guys find entrepreneurship? Do you feel like it was encouraged in your household? Like, what are your thoughts on it in general? Do you think people should try to be entrepreneurs by default and then try to work a nine to five? And what, what do you guys think about that? You know, I just I came lies. to mind, and I don't think that I, I I connected it before. But Monty, your dad is an entrepreneur. You know, big dentist. But Jazz, your mom is just entrepreneurial in general. But she's also an owner of like Airbnb things. Was she doing that back then? Yeah, she doesn't really real estate. Yeah, just real estate. And then my dad. He always like he for his job he had to start fake businesses basically so like he he was so encouraging of it too so to your point Will I think yeah it's it's a, it's an example that we definitely probably grew up seeing in, in various ways individually yeah I, just, I, I never connected that before. I don't think it was like in my household it was ever like said out loud like yeah start your own business he's like no <laughs> you're going to school like i but i think just having like black parents it's like no you need to get an education first and like get your nine to five so you have that stability um mm-hmm. and i think that's why all three of us still have our nine to five yeah. <laughs> um, but like but i don't know as just black people in general, we are so talented. We are able to handle both, even though like it drives us insane. But um, thankfully, like this 
companies also tie so much to our passion. So we are able to have the energy for it. I, I don't know if I told my dad, like, yeah, I'm doing Aurora Tights full time. Would you be supportive of it? Um, <laughs> I think at first he'd be like, but at the end of the day, like 20 years ago, he started his own um, private practice in Jersey City. Like, you're mm. insane. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I do think a lot of our inspiration comes from our parents, but like secondhand, like it wasn't like. It was a good version. Yeah. Probably saw. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's I, another question that we wanted to ask. Like, what were you about to say, Will? No, go ahead. I was just like, we wanted to ask, since you, you mentioned that you all, you all still work nine to fives. So how do you like, how do you manage your time working full time and also running a business full time? Cause I feel like that's kind of an issue that we run into as well. It's like, we just got off work now, but damn, now we got to record or now we yeah. got to edit or make a thumbnail or, <laughs> you know, so like, how do you manage your time working full time and, and running your booming business? That's the question that I wrote. I put booming in there because business is booming. <laughs> I think, well, at first, my first idea was just to be a mole and work for a sports apparel company so they could buy us, but... <laughs> That, that is got fired. They <laughs> <laughs> literally like had to choose between the two. And I was like, "Whoa!" Mm. <laughs> oh, nah. But um, yeah, I'm now. My role now is very, very, very alive. I feel very blessed and very fortunate. Like essentially, I'm an entrepreneur. So like, I work on a lot of different businesses as my day job, and it feels like Aurora just fits in the same. Like I bucket time to do like these three different companies. I just add Aurora as the fourth. So I feel very aligned now. Um, but as far as like having the energy afterwards, I feel like the biggest thing to like learn over time is just giving ourselves grace. Like there are going to be times like we really don't want to, and like mm -hmm. being real about that, like because like you try to like lower your tank unnecessarily, like it's going to keep going. You know, like you have to have those times to recharge. Otherwise, it's gonna it's not gonna work. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it really does help to have three people on the business too, because. It, like as long as two of us are on the same page, I feel like we move forward, and that's what keeps Aurora pumping. Um, and it's really great because when there are big life events that are happening, like a new job, like a marriage, like different things like that, like there's people to support on the back end. Um, and like Jazz says, if, if one of us is feeling burnt out from other places of our lives, like I think we're quick to say, you know, just don't come to this meeting, or I'll take this for you. Mm -hmm. um, and we all do that. It's like a shared support system. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, we could definitely relate to that. Like, I feel like having the the duo that we have definitely helps because there's times where I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't get to the edits today. Like, can you help me out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, one one of us is on vacation, or one of us is traveling, or something, and the other one like makes up the slack. So it's it's definitely helpful. Um, yeah, I think I think Still having partnerships. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the we, ultimate goal. We're trying to find an editing team. That's that's our <laughs> that's our next step. I feel like once we get get an editing team and get someone to put out the clips for us, like we'll be able to really scale stuff. Because honestly, this recording part, this is the fun part. This is where we have the conversations and everything. But the editing afterwards, man, it's a nightmare. Like we after. After we were able to set up our processes, it got a lot better, but it's it's definitely time consuming. It's definitely time mm -hmm. consuming. So 
Um, yeah. But yeah. And that's real. It's good that you know that we talk about that all the time. Like, there's going to be things that give you energy and things that take away from your energy. And it's not that you can't do them. It's just going to take a lot more of the energy. And clearly fulfilling, especially <laughs> <laughs> draining energy for us. So, yeah. So, everything yeah. sounds similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I will still, say I'm that st- it's so hard. Oh, go ahead. No, yeah. Go ahead, Sydney. I was going to say, I will say it's still hard, though. Like, having a nine to five and doing it's like, it's like having two full time jobs, honestly. But um, I, I don't even know if there's a but to that. I just don't want to understand. I want to underscore that it's, it is a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to balance and keep track of. But mm-hmm. I think what Jazz said in the beginning too. That's also something I feel like over time we've gotten better at as a, as a team. Like we probably weren't that good at it at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were all students. At first, actually, no. I was a student, and then YouTube had already. You were still a student, right? Yeah, I was first. And then in a full-time role, you know, it's just yeah. And then, but over years and years of time and trying out different techniques, and I'm still trying to figure out different techniques to this day. Yeah, I'd love for us to have an administrative assistant. That's my that's my dream. Yeah, that is the ideal. <laughs> but I feel like honestly, too, I feel like we're all very grounded and humble. Like I don't think like we try to learn and like. Also, too, I do want to say, and then I'm about to talk to Mahani from her thoughts, too, but it's like the things that we learn here, I feel like we're in a pressure cooker. So sometimes it's like it take we learn a lot. And then, like, sometimes, like, I'm showing grace to my coworkers and they're just so surprised. It's like I would definitely do the same for more. Like, no, it's all good. No worries. Like, oh, I can do this or don't worry about that. And it's like it's kind of happy that, like, I don't know, like we're going through so much in these experiences, but it translates to others around us as well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I go agree. ahead. Um, i think just about like like i i do think i had like the the weirdest like transition over work heights because like i was full-time first yeah like you know your first full-time job like nine to five like you're actually working like nine to five and then our chat is bumping (laughs) bumping all day because like they're doing and thank god we had this opportunity but we're doing all the stuff in the Dignan center and jackson center just bouncing off ideas but uh, i wish i could show you their group chat because it's usually jackson said like and i'm just like guys this doesn't make sense because i was pumping us up Uh uh-oh (laughs) <laughs> no, but I think I think one of like the biggest things that people don't really talk about entrepreneurship, like when you're in, in the beginning, it is going to take five hours, six hour meetings just to get started. And yeah. that is for me painful. <laughs> it's so painful. Um and luckily now we are in a we are in a point where like we could get so much done and like a nice like two hour block founders meeting and then we have our daily check-ins and then like our group chat is so much more efficient back then but if we did not have those five hour six hour meetings in the beginning we would be nowhere where right. we are today yeah mm-hmm. you guys know the ten thousand hours rule yeah like 10, 10, 10 000 hours to be finally efficient at something or learn learn all the lessons you need to learn yeah basically be an expert and i feel like that's the work you just gotta put in those hours <laughs> I um I don't know if this is gonna come up in another question, but I do think in relation to entrepreneurship, in relation to the support system, like we do have a unique leadership model, I guess in a sense, where none of us are actually the CEO. We're all co CEOs. And um 
I think it kind of just fell into that decision, but also started to become way more intentional as as major major uh, things had to be decided on, you know. And um, like I said, we had all worked with each other before in the past, and each of us had a skill. I mean, we didn't have much skills in this particular area. Let's <laughs> had a skill set and a way of working that fit different sides of the business. Body with operations, jazz with finance, me with marketing. And those are really the three major things that you need for a business. You need the actual product, you need to be able to buy it, you need to be able to sell it. So uh, it kind of worked out that each of us had our own a play field by our own um, space, but then also it's, it can speak to that space, but then bring that information back so all three of us could decide on it. And I'll, I'll let them talk about I me. Mean, there's many times where people have pressured us into a different sort of structure, um, but it's become an active choice now that we want to be co-CEOs. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, I don't know if <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. I think honestly, I read articles about it, like people who are generally saying that. And honestly, I just feel like our dynamic is what it is. And it works so well. Like, I don't want to change that just for someone to take that role. And I just honestly see whoever would be in it just the burnout. Like, you know, that that is just a lot, particularly for how our lives are set up. It just doesn't seem feasible. And I love that we actually made an active choices. Honestly, you know, we're all feminists here. So um, it's active resistance, like, you know, shared model, like shared leadership. It doesn't have to just be the one. It's the community. So, yeah. You guys got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. So how do you guys handle, like, disputes or, like, when, you know, <laughs> someone has a certain idea, another person has another yes, idea? Just them all out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Honestly, I'm just a lot of fish. We just had a conversation. Like, we got to be more fish about this. But I feel like we got better. Yeah, we got better, but it's three people, so it always goes to a vote. And then if you don't notice by now, me and Sid always have something quickly to say, like hop in. And then Bonnie's like, it's like the vote at the end, like where are we going? But we try to styles out. So. Yes. But yeah, as long as two of us are on the same page, that's how we usually go about it. But sometimes it's hard, like for two of us, because sometimes we can come from three different pages, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens often. And that's like, that's when you know, like, this is going to take a while. Like, and that's going to be a good idea at the end. Yeah. I do just want to reiterate, like, we do fight, though. Oh, <laughs> no. There are arguments. No. Um, I like, like <laughs> Yeah, no. No, 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 no. But I think that because we want to That's what I say. There's been... There's some physical physical altercations. But I was Sydney kicked me body. Hot take. Oh no. Wait, when was this? That's the first that's the first clip we gonna post. Nothing no 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 gems. Sid kicked me body. Tune in tune in for more. Um, nothing to do with Aurora nothing at all. and everything to do with being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's hilarious. But I don't actually don't remember that, but I mean, it probably <laughs> happened. No, no, no. Um, but like our argument, because we've worked so much with each other, like outside of Aurora, it's like the arguments, like, like it doesn't carry over yeah. longer than what, 24, 48 hours. And it's like, after it's done, it's like, oh, yeah, that made sense. And then we just carry on. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like something like, wow, like, Sydney, she didn't want 
so-and-so to wear this pink shirt like oh, i hate this. you know no it's never like that it's usually like like we are like our i don't even know like they're why we're doing our war we're all on the same page so there's we know there's no malintent you know with whatever we have to say um it's just like we're just coming to an issue or i don't know a solution at, at different places and it just this instant it's taking us a little longer to be aligned Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that that's like what Marty's talking about, like the 24 to 48 hour time span of getting over something. I, well, at least for me, that, that wasn't always the case. Like, I feel like through this business, and through yeah, at least for me, right? I don't care. Uh, through, this through this business partnership, and like, I we've gotten emotionally intelligent is what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we've grown in emotional intelligence. Thousand, actually, we learned true life lessons, bro, yeah. but I feel like one of the biggest things at first, we're all strong personalities, yeah. and so we would just say stuff, but then, like, later, we're like, oh, I don't want to say something to offend that person. Yeah. You start overthinking, you're just yeah. doing too much, and it's creating new issues, but now it comes to agreement. Hey, I'm saying what I really think, yeah. and then that releases so much. It's just like, mm-hmm. all right, we can just take it and move and mm-hmm. move on. So. And then, yeah, yeah I, I agree with like Monty now. Like now, it's like I don't, I don't hold on to things. But that was a learn. I, I feel like I had to learn through that, and I was glad. I'm glad that I was with y'all because I know, well, I know I almost messed up, but I know I messed up too. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's all a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Got to make mistakes, fail in order to succeed. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna say, do you do you guys feel like it's hard not to take things to not take things personally in business, especially when you're in business <laughs> with your friends? Because it's it's a very fine line, you know. Because yeah. you guys have to work together, but you guys also hang out outside of work together. So <laughs> I'm sure that stuff can carry over. <laughs> like, nah, I'm not talking <laughs> to you today. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> That's not even possible. I, I think I think it's like on the flip of that because like we are best friends outside of this line sisters roommates, like it makes it even easier because it's like, okay, like we just have this argument not argument, but like a disagreement about X of Aurora. But then like after the meeting's over, I'm gonna come to your room and talk to you how about like my boyfriend at the time was like <laughs> was like doing x y and z you know what i mean like it's like i can't i want to tell you what he did so i can't be upset at you because you didn't agree with me anymore you know what i mean so it just doesn't work out (laughs) that's awesome yeah um so kind of kind of wrapping up what's what's next for aurora tights like what do you guys have in the works what does the rest of the year look for you guys? What what new where things the, are on the horizon? Where the men's where the men's tights at? Hey, we need some male models. I feel like we each probably say something because there's something. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Every time we get asked this, Cindy loves to drop stuff. <laughs> like, is it oh, is it top it's, it's top secret? No, Cindy, but, go, go. But she just commits us. And then we're like, oh, so we have to do this. <laughs> She's like, oh, we didn't, we didn't discuss that, Sydney. Like, <laughs> like, they're like, oh, more work, more work for us. Oh <laughs> okay. uh, well, a uh, project that I'm really, really excited about that we're all working on is bringing personifying our shades um, and bringing them to life, not only in the digital space but on physical merchandise. So, really excited to like. Uh, 
see what like really showcase to people like bring 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 these shades to life and showcase the people the full inclusivity of our project through these characters so um i know that's very ambiguous but that that will be coming out soon and especially to introduce one of our newest shades so that was awesome. about that awesome <laughs> um, so like we, like i said before well one of the, like my favorite things about Aurora Tights is that we decided to name our shades after ice skaters and dancers um, that kind of changed our lives, but also like pushed us to do Aurora. So rather than like our competitors, like something my skin complexion be called like mocha or coffee, you know, it's like, no, like you're not going to objectify me. I'm not something like I'm not an object, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so all our shades are after names. Like, for example, Lily, um, she's actually the first skater I ever coached. Um, and so we have, we first started with three, then we were at five for a while, and then we added two more shades after two very, um, famous ice skaters, Star Andrew and Brady Tunnel. Um, and Brady Tunnel, we will be dropping later, well, it's our, wow, it's already the end of this month. (laughs) (laughs) Next month, um, and we're high key entering like a whole new market because, of course, um, most of our shades cater to the black and brown community. We've gotten so many feedback from those of very fair skin complexions not having a product for them. Um, so now we're also answering to that. So we're excited about that. Um, and I think that's why it works perfectly with what Sydney was talking about, um, because now you have we're we're doing something different where we're naming our shades after people. Now our customers can see like these are the people that we're representing, and it actually encompasses like all types um so yeah jazz you want to add what else are we doing well the other million things that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there's a lot well let's tie it all together i think we're also going to drop all this well not free she's coming before that but a lot of this is intertwined with again like there's a huge social aspect to aurora and so we're going to bring back our event called performing color showcase um, just say a little bit about it. Like we started in 2020 because ice skaters and dancers were at home, which was really sad. They weren't competing. It was during competition season. Um, and also too, that's like an extra financial barrier. Like performance sports are already expensive, but later on the pandemic, you know, that really was like stopping, like really harmful for a lot of performers, you know? So we're like, okay, let's find ways to perform. So we created like a Zoom showcase. Um, essentially it was like a benefit. So people can like donate to kind of get in and ultimately we raised about, 13,000 there was like a matching as well so like we about $13,000 and we donated and then we also gave two awesome. scholarships and we're like okay let's do that again and so we're going to try to do it to, to a new scale and um you know make it bigger and better each year essentially but we're also going to drop some of our merchandise then too awesome awesome big things big things coming up on the roadmap for, for our tights we'd love to see it now do are the tights specifically for skating and dancing or you just like what if somebody wanted to just walk around in them yeah, yeah. and like we we cater to a couple different markets of course ice skater dancers uh baton twirlers as well but Correct. yes yes but we also have like everyday tights in your skin color like the, the ones you'd find at cvs like the sheer tights or, or target um and you can buy those on our on our site in your shade take our shade batch quiz and they got a shade match quiz yeah that's tough where can we find where can we find aurora tights merchandise plug (laughs) it plug what's the website for everybody out there auroratights.com and on all channels like social channels it's at aurora tights 
Damn, links down in the description. Go cop, go cop some Aurora tights. Get some tights in your shade. You need it. Stop playing. <laughs> but as as always, any parting words, ladies, before we close out? Perform a color. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. I love you, David. Oh my gosh. Thanks we for take it. We'll take it. Thank you for having me. Thank us. you. Yeah, this is fun. It was we'll a lot clap of fun. it up again. Clap it up. Yeah, for thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you guys for being on here. We yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, please invite us on again. We can just chop it up at that point. Oh, yeah. We yes. were, that's what we were, real quick, that's what we were talking about offline. Uh, we'll come back. I heard y'all had some controversial topics, so we definitely want to. Oh, let's do it. We got to save it. We got to save it. Save it for another episode, but. We definitely want to have y'all back on. We got the business part out of the way, and now it's time for the fun part. <laughs> I yeah. told my you can't you can't be giving away you can't be giving away the 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 secrets like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely gonna have the lovely ladies of Aurora Tights back on. But mm-hmm. like like I said, all good things must come to an end. With that, we're gonna close out another episode of the Claw Talk Podcast. Special thanks to the ladies of Aurora Tice for joining us. And we'll catch y'all in the next episode.